Good evening and welcome. It's Monday night. This is the Independence Gang. I am your host, JV, along with co-host Britt Griffith. We've got two terrific guest panelists with us tonight. We've got our good friend Matt Couch. And new to the program and a very welcome addition to our panelist lineup is a congressional candidate from the great state of Arizona, Josh Barnett. Josh, welcome to the program. Great to have you on with us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. I can see why you guys do so well. you got a great voice you know, for radio, it sounds amazing. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you didn't, you, you didn't, at least you didn't say I had a great face for radio because that's usually what I get. <laughs> I appreciate. I, 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 I wasn't going to give you that low blow, you know, right off the bat. So. Well, it's good to have you here, and I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you, uh, what you think about some of the things we'll be talking about tonight. Plus, we'll have, we'll take an opportunity to kind of chat a little bit about your race too, because that curious, that's uh, fascinates me as well. Matt, good to see you. You had a great stream this morning uh, with uh, uh, the pastor friend of yours. That was a terrific little program you did this morning. Hey, thank you. Yeah, Pastor Todd Coconado, uh, he's been on Clay Clark's Reawaken Tour. He's uh, one of the big national pastors, just a great friend of mine, and honored to be back on with you and Britt. Great to see Britt back in full gear. He looks wiry today, and he looks fired up. Yeah, well, he just ate a taco or a burrito or something just before the show. I'm not even sure what was going on there, but he was devouring it. Hey, everybody, JV here. Please take a minute and consider supporting the program. Our expenses are going up just like everyone else's. And it takes a lot to bring the show to you five nights a week. So we'd appreciate you going to the website, independencegang.com. Click on the Donate tab, or you can just type in independencegang.com slash donate. And spend a minute considering giving us a gift to help us fund our operations here. The Independence Gang is a labor of love, but there are expenses associated with it, and we appreciate your help. Uh, by the way, Britt got really excited over the weekend. I have to, I have to, I have to tell you this, and it's really kind of cute. It's kind of endearing, but um, uh, you know, Britt uh, hates anything to do with the with the Rams. He just can't handle the Rams. So when he saw what was going on for the Super Bowl, he got really excited. He sent me a picture. He said he's all ready. He's all dressed up for the Super Bowl to support whoever's going to be against the Rams. But Britt, it's the Bengals. Not the bagels. It's the Bengals. Big into football anymore? <laughs> I mean, ever since uh, ever since athletes started going on on strike to get paid millions of dollars to play a sport, I'm done with it. The only sport I watch is the uh, is the Professional Bull Riding Association, and uh, maybe hockey. But even hockey struck a little bit. But the bull riders. They never strike. Well, you're gonna offend, you're gonna offend the our Cincinnati friends. It's the Bengals, not the Bagels. Just so you're aware, I just want to clear My that bad. up. Yeah, it looked good though. I mean, that's a great costume. Save it, save it for sure. Yeah, and Josh, if you don't know, if you obviously you've probably never watched a show before, English uh, words are my second language. Just so you know, <laughs> I will mash stuff apart. <laughs> It'll be pretty bad. <laughs> it's true. It's all. That's the fun, though. That's good. It's all true. All right, let's. Get, I've got a couple uh, light things that I want to talk about here to get started. Um, I don't know if anybody saw this particular article, but Pope Francis, who is really the woke pope, and I'm a Catholic, although I wouldn't consider myself, uh, you know, an actively practicing Catholic. Catholic, but I've always been aware of what the pope has been talking about. Well, this pope is talking about taxation being an important tool of wealth redistribution. He said taxation is a sign of legality and justice. It must promote the redistribution of wealth, protecting the dignity of the poor and uh, and the least who always risk being crushed by the powerful. Man, I tell you, Matt, as much as I try to respect the Pope, he's starting to sound a little bit like uh, Marx or Lenin or somebody. You know, yeah, I mean, he's he's taking this whole give, uh, you know, give uh, Caesars what Caesars and give God's what's God's a little too much personal here. Uh, 
you know, if Caesar wants 90% and God wants 10, I think we have a problem. Um, and, and I think that's kind of where we're at here with, uh, with the governments. And then, and then the Pope, I mean, this, you know, don't want to offend the Catholics out there because there's a lot of them and they, they come at me, uh, very angrily if I say a lot of things about the Pope, but, but, but the whole thing is, this is just not, it's, it's never okay when, a, when someone who is considered a leader uh, is, is pushing or advocating for this. Uh, I think it's, it's really bad to, to just basically say, hey, you know what, you should just take it, JB. And, and that's, that to me seems like what he's telling Catholics, right? Just, you know what, just quit arguing with it and do what you're told, right? You know, we're often told, Josh, that uh, we need to keep politics out of religion. But in this particular case, it kind of seems like religion's co-opting politics, talking about taxation in this way. Well, I'm a Catholic as well. I'm a pretty devout Catholic. I, I, I pray the rosary every morning. I drop my son off at school. He goes to a Catholic school. I go in and do the 20-minute rosary. Uh, sometimes I stay for Mass in the morning. So I'm, I'm very, you know, it helps clear my head for the day, you know, for me. But, um, you know, I'm also a huge believer in, um, you know, the, uh, in the Bible, if a man uh, will not work, he shall not eat. And, and uh, the Pope seems to be against that for some reason. Um, I'm not a fan of our current Pope. I, I think that um, he seems to be uh, part of this great reset or whatever you want to call it. And, um, and we see the signs, the clear signs of him trying to force feed the, the, the vaccine down people's throats and uh, trying to make you feel guilty for not taking it. And um, doesn't really look at the science because I believe Dr. Urso and Zelenko would love to have a conversation with him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Britt, yeah. another quote from this article, your work, this is from the Pope now, your work appears thankless in the eyes of a society that puts private property at the center as an absolute and fails to subordinate it to the style of communion and sharing for the good of all. Uh, again, I, you know, I'm trying to understand what the Pope is talking about here, but to me, it's a little too clear and it seems very, very Marxist to me. And that's frightening. Well, I mean, look at look at the look at what he came up in. I mean, he's never really had a real job. He's been in in religion almost all of his life. If I if I remember his history right, I mean, he started off uh, as a boy with working within the Catholic Church. So that's a different mindset. Then he's also over in some foreign countries. Probably did the third world tour, which is pretty slanted uh, away from capitalism. So it makes sense he wants that. But for me personally, you know what? If if you want, if you Okay, number one, let's back up. America, America is the absolute most charitable country, pe charitable people as a country, bar none, out of any other country in the history of humanity. America gives more of their money freely to charity, religious or otherwise, than any other country in the world, including the Vatican, the, the Vatican City. We just do more. That's who we are. Yeah, we may be greedy capitalists, but when I do good, I share a little bit, not all of it, because I work hard, but I will share as needed. Number two, if the Pope really wants to help the poor, open the basement in the Vatican and get rid of all of the artwork and gold that you have. They don't even know what they have underneath the Vatican. <laughs> there is so much money underneath that Vatican that they have of artwork, gold, jewels, gems. You know what? You want to, you want to spread your wealth? Go. I'm not going to stop you. Go do it. Help do it. You don't need my money. You have enough. Anyway, yield back my time. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, so one of the things we talk about on this program is that we are often very prophetic. 
We have a, a knack by which we say things, and they seem to come true a lot. And I want to revisit something that we said. Uh, this was January 14th. So Whoopi Goldberg spews this nonsense. And she spews it every day on The View. And there are people that actually believe her, which blows my mind. But have things not changed for the African-American community, the black community in America since slavery? I mean, things have changed, right? Maybe she should start looking at her own party first. There's only one thing that hasn't changed. One thing remains the same. Whoopi Goldberg is as stupid as today as she was 20 years ago, 30 years. She is a complete moron. She has no understanding of U.S. history, let alone world history. So Whoopi Goldberg is an idiot. The fact she's on TV every day, you know, she joins the ranks of Joy Reid. Uh, what's who's the potato guy? Uh, Stelter. You know, they're all a bunch Stelter. of idiots. If you gave them an American. American history test of basic first grade American history knowledge, if there is such a thing, and said, please complete this, they'd have to phone a friend. They'd have to get help. They have no idea what they're talking about. Okay, so our good friend Whippy Goldberg uh, is in the news again here because uh, apparently she claimed during The View that the Holocaust was not about race. So before we talk about it, I have the clip. Let's be truthful about it because the Holocaust isn't about race. No. No, it's well, not about race. But it's it's not about race. It's not about well, race. What is it about? Because you, it's about man's inhumanity to man. The minute you turn it into race, it goes down this alley. Let's talk about it for what it is. It's how people treat each other. It's a problem. It doesn't matter if you're black or white, because black, white, Jews, uh, Italian, everybody eats each other. Uh, you know, I'm not going to disagree with her. There's a man's inhumanity to man component of that, certainly. That's, that's part of the Holocaust story. But the Holocaust itself, Matt, was about race. It was about the Nazi party wanting to create a master race, a super race, and purify the Aryan race. And part of their effort to do that was eliminating the Jews from Europe. That's what they tried to do. That is a racial thing. And Whoopi Goldberg, I don't know what her message was there. I'm not, I'm not even sure what she was trying to say, Matt. I don't think Whoopi knows what she was trying to say, for starters. I mean, I, I, I can tell you stories about my grandfather, whose flag is on my mantle. I talk about it quite frequently. And the stories that he told us grandkids of the smell walking through these concentration camps in Europe when they liberated these camps. This was about genocide. This was about wiping out the Jewish people. There is no other way to look at what the Holocaust was. It happened. It was very real, very evil. Um, and then, honestly, someone as insensitive as Whoopi Goldberg should honestly never even bring up the Holocaust again. Uh, the fact that she's even trying to talk about it is moronic. She's a moron. And, and that's me being very kind right now uh, because it's, it's a very sensitive topic for me as a Christian. You know, we, we back the nation of Israel. We back the Jewish people. Uh, it's what we're called to do as Christians. And so it, it's frustrating to me to see that kind of rhetoric and nonsense that it wasn't about race. It was about wiping a race of people off the planet, period. Um, and, and Hitler was very close to succeeding in, in many ways of doing that. I, I don't know what it takes to shut Whoopi Goldberg up. It's an embarrassment that ABC continues to let her spew her BS over and over again on the networks. Uh, if a conservative had even remotely said anything like that, uh, all the liberal Jewish groups in America would be calling for their jobs. They would lose their jobs. And they would probably never be able to get another job. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, Jamie. Uh, Josh, um, 
the anniversary of the liberation of Auschwitz was last week, I think, if I remember my dates correctly. Uh, it, it, it brought, you know, there's there's a lot of, there's still survivors from, from the concentration camps. And uh, I watch every piece of uh, documentary footage I can find to hear their stories because they're amazing stories. What do you think Whoopi's statement that this wasn't about race does to folks like that? You know, they're, they're, I would be livid if I was them. You know, I mean, it's... um. It's almost like this this CRT they're teaching in schools where they're trying to trying to, you know, or, or the covering up of history, you know, that we have in this country. It's almost like she's trying to erase what actually happened and try to rewrite the narrative to fit whatever narrative she's trying to push. I don't know if she even knows. I think she's just incompetent, incoherent, and there are many other terms you could use. I like Matt's words, stupid, you know, it's a little <laughs> better with her. But but she um, you know, just I mean, completely dismissing six million Jewish people being just slaughtered is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's extremely disrespectful to every Jewish person in, in not only the United States, but around the world. And, and like Matt said, as Christians, you know, supporting the nation of, of Israel is, um, is um, you know, again, supporting that, um, supporting the, the, uh, the Jewish nation around the world. And, and to have her say that, it's just beyond me. I, I, I don't understand how these women are on, on the air anymore, to be honest with you. Yeah, especially that group. Britt, if you notice during that clip, Joy Behar, as they all kind of, you know, it's, it's a very rare moment on The View when they're all quiet, right? And they were all quiet yes. for a second or two. And then and, and at some point, Joy Behar as well says, uh, well, what was it about that? Because even they don't can't figure out what the hell she's trying to say. Even they think this is idiotic. But you notice how Joy Behar yeah. says... Well, what was it about then? In a calm, polite kind of way. If that was, pick a Republican, pick any Republican who had said that, yep. she wouldn't have offered a, well, what was it about then? You know, calm, polite uh, opportunity for someone to explain it. That was yeah, a great were, awkward silence. Oh, it was awesome. And, you, and, uh, and the yeah. only reason that awkward silence happened is because they didn't know how to go at Whoopi. Because in their world, they're not allowed to question the black Americans. They're not allowed to. So Whoopi said something really out there. And even they were like, uh, they were in their minds, they were trying to figure out, how do we, how do we approach this? Because I don't want anything to do with what she just said. But again, but let's think about it. We all run our mouths all day long. And stuff comes out, and then you're stuck with it, and you kind of go with it and force it through. I mean, JV, you and I do it all the time. I say stuff. You say I'm wrong. I say I know I'm not. And then you pull up video clips of me naked. It's really weird. But, never. Never um, naked. But maybe, that, but maybe that's what happened with Whoopi. She had some weird idea. She threw it out there, and then she realized she was caught, and then she, she was not going to be told she was wrong, so she tried to force it through. And it was just the wrong thing to stand your ground on. That would have been the one, well, let me rethink that. I get, you know, we all think on the fly. And sometimes we say stupid stuff. She says a lot of stupid stuff in my mind, but that's just because I just disagree with her. But it's America. You know what? I don't want her censored. And I don't want her kicked off the air unless she's not bringing in ratings and not making the company money. But she has her right to say stupid stuff. And there we go. Yeah, but the difference is that uh, we we the ratings of this show, which just streams on some platforms, uh, we exceed the ratings of CNN on any given day part. However, we don't exceed the ratings of The View yet. So I would expect a little more professionalism yeah. from her as she holds that standard oh. to everyone else. Go ahead and take it uh, where you want to go. So uh, you know what? <clears throat> Since we actually have a real live politician with us who lives in a state that has this problem with the... Um, the border so 
I'm gonna play this video, Josh. This is the I, you may have already seen it. It's when the uh, when the border patrol agents push back on their chief. Uh, I think it was in Laredo, yes, maybe. Okay, but I'm gonna yeah, God bless. You. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna play this, and then I got a couple questions. Right? I know you're not. That's why I'm saying we don't give up. We stay focused. We continue to do the job and the mission that we signed up for. Right? We all signed up for. We all raised our hand. Kind of hard to say that. To defend the Constitution, not the it's not hard to say it. It may be hard for you to say it, but I've been doing this for 31 years. It's not hard for me to say it. Every day I wake up and I'm committed to this organization and I'm committed to each one of y'all. You're getting bogged down in the policies of the politics. You say illegal alien. What's happening? That's why Chief Scott left. You just said it. Okay, so this so this goes on for like three minutes and it's back and forth. So I'm going to ask you a more bigger picture question, Josh. Um, this is what worries me. So that was the, the, the ground pounders, the troops, the, the guys that are out there actually doing the job in the field, challenging one mm -hmm. of their higher ups, a chief. My question is this. The only reason that we're kind of being held together right now with the rules of law is because the field guys still have a respect for the chain of command and so pretty much for the people in charge, their leaders. <clears throat> what happens when are the 10,000 or so Border Patrol agents that are out in the field, they lose respect, complete respect for their chain of command, for the power structure, for their leaders? This gets really bad and out of control. And I feel like we're going down this rabbit hole of where we're going to disconnect from our leadership completely. And then what happens? Well, um, a couple things, you know, one, one, I'm not a politician. I'm a statesman. I hate politicians. <laughs> so, okay. so two, and that's why one of the, reasons, one of the many reasons why I'm running, but, um, you know, it, it comes down to this and a lot of people are seeing it that I've talked to a lot of agents down on the border. Um, I'm actually going to be going down again in a couple of weeks here. Um, you know, the, the old, the old, uh, quote, the, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evils for good men to do nothing. Right. And um, and these people feel like they're 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 handcuffed that they can't do their jobs, and um, the Biden or the Brandon administration, whatever you want to call it, I prefer Brandon, um, is um, is handcuffing these guys. There it goes, guys. Um, is handcuffing these guys, and um, and and they know it. And the problem is this: what's happening? Article four, section four. You know, you can't have domestic invasions into our country. You know, like illegal immigrants are invading our country. Two million people this year. And, um, and, and what they're doing is wholly unconstitutional. And I think a lot of these border agents understand that. They understand that there's bad people coming through. They understand that there's women being raped coming through. They understand that there's child trafficking continuously happening. And, um, and, they, and not to mention the drugs, right? Fentanyl, meth, and all this stuff that's coming through from China through the southern border. And, um, and, and, and it's, being, it's being wide open. It's wide open right now. Now, um, with that being said, Biden, you know, um, even though with his policies, the Republicans had every chance, every opportunity to fix this in Trump's first two years. We had we had the trifecta. And um, unfortunately, we had a weak speaker and Paul Ryan, uh, yep. the guy, you know, the guy we, we can't have another Paul Ryan. You know, we, we we can fix this very quickly, literally overnight. This could be fixed. But when when uh, Biden took away the remain in Mexico policy. And and, um, and and just let people into the country and and say, hey, come back for your court date. 
and you know, you're only dumb if you come back for your court date, you know? So it's, um, you know, the courts force them to put that back, that policy re-implement it. But um, who knows if they're actually doing that at this point, but you're starting to see the people with common sense fighting back. Now I give the chief credit for having an open conversation with his people. I kind of, you know, I kind of give him credit for that. And, and, you know, they're, they're taking marching orders, but guess what? The Nazis took marching orders too. You know, there's a point in time where you realize what you're doing is wrong and unconstitutional. You took an oath to this constitution that you swore to uphold. And if you're breaking that oath and knowingly breaking that oath, you're complicit in the crime. You're complicit in what's happening. So it's time for the real men and women to stand up and fight and fight back against what's happening. And I was really, really glad to see um, or to hear him um, state his opinions, you know. So sorry it took so long. I could talk about this for a while. So it's, um, you know, it's, yeah, it's, no, no. it's good to see. It's good speaking out. And, and say say your piece. That's what we're here for. We love it. The, we love it when we have a guest that can run their mouth. That means we don't have to fill time. Matt, so if you listen to some of the words that were being said in there from the agents towards the chief, uh, one guy said, uh, uh, literally said, we took an oath to the Constitution. And then the chief blew up at somebody else who said something. So that's the mindset of those officers. That we, we took an oath to the Constitution, not to some politician who's making us do this. One other comment that I picked out of there in that three minutes I was listening to is uh, one, someone said, we are doing what we arrest people for, uh, which is basically putting flying people everywhere within the United States. Um, but one of the things that the chief said that bothered me is he says, I've done this job for 31 years. I wake up every morning thinking about how I'm going to be loyal to the department or how I'm going to serve the department and serve you guys. That's not his job. His job is to serve the Constitution, to enforce the constitutional rules, not the department, not himself or his guys. That's po that's politics stuff. So if we have leadership, now I, I understand what Josh says. That was pretty brave of him to walk out there and carp launch, get blasted. I mean, he didn't know he was being filmed, which is not really fair to him, but we got to see the inside. My question is this. If we have leadership that is loyal to the institution, not the Constitution, that's a problem to me. And maybe leadership needs to be gutted and revamped with fresh blood. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's very disturbing to hear that they're upholding an oath that's not to the Constitution of the United States. I, and I think that's what you heard when he, you know, he, he basically said, I do this for this department. You don't work for the department. You, you work for the United States government. You work for the United States. You work for the Constitution. You know, what we stand for as a nation. And they've forgotten that. They're all playing, you know, typical bureaucratic, nonsensical politics and playing it to a T. The good thing is, is this is what, you're, what you saw in that video you played, you know, Britt. That's an example of the rank and file calling their bluff, calling BS on these leaders. And more have to do it. You know, the Constitution is real. It's very clear. You know, you're supposed to defend it against all enemies, foreign and domestic. The left is trying to label conservatives as domestic terrorists when the real terrorists are the leftist goons who refuse to honor the United States Constitution and uphold it. And, and it's, it's sickening. They're not upholding it with election integrity. They're not upholding it uh, with, with everything that we are seeing in, in our country. Uh, police officers are arresting people for unconstitutional mandates, unconstitutional vaccine passports. They were, it is an out-of-control mess in this country from all levels, from the local PDs to the Border Patrol. I mean, look at the military. The Navy SEALs had to sue the military to keep from taking this damn experimental jab. 
This And thank God a judge said, look, there's nothing in the Constitution that allows that. Now all of the mandates, including the federal one, are held up by federal judges. Judges have intervened. They've, there's not one, not for private employers, not for the federal government. There is no authorization period for anybody listening to me. Maybe I should say it really slow for those at home that can't understand. But there is no authorization, and, and Josh can back me up on this. He and I talk quite frequently on policy. There is no, there's no one that can make you take that jab at the federal level or at the private level. It is considered held up and illegal right now by federal judges in this country. And thank God they had the courage to do that, Brent. Yeah, thank God. So, JV, so do you think the the rank and file starting to push back will make the leadership go, whoa, whoa, okay, we got to adjust what we're doing here that they're just not going to, they're not going to take the let's go Brandon uh, edicts uh, willingly. They're, we can't even force it down. They're starting to push back. Do you think, do you think it works? Do you think it makes the leadership go, we're going to check up here and maybe a new path. I hope it does. I would think it would, and I hope it does. And I agree completely with what Josh said and also with what Matt said. However, I take a little bit of a different opinion. And Britt, you and I have talked about this a lot. Uh, I think the way to handle this for these rank and file officers, whether they're police officers or border patrol agents or whatever it happens to be, is to go through the process, go, th you know, bring it to their union or bring it to their leadership. And if it, they don't get satisfaction there, file a grievance, but do it through the process. Because the last thing that I'm comfortable with is, you know, pick a city with police officers or pick pick the border. You know, you've got a, a, a thousand uh, Justice Thomas is out there deciding what's constitutional and what's not. It's really not their role. Now, there are clear things that would that would be absolute violations. You know, when we talk, we use the Nazi reference here. If you're asked to, to, to take somebody out back and shoot them for doing nothing more than being Jewish or whatever it happens to be, clearly you can take a, you, you could make a stand and understand that that is a violation of rights. However, some of these things, not that they're necessarily gray areas, it's pretty obvious that they're, they're unconstitutional, but to be the person to make that determination... Uh, that's, that, that's a little awkward. Uh, and again, having a thousand, uh, Supreme court justices out of there, all out there, all deciding what's constitutional and what's not. I don't want my police officers making that decision when, you know, when they're coming in my house, deciding for themselves, what's constitutional, what's not. I think that's, that's gotta be left to the courts and decisions have to be made at that level. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just a question of where the line is. Where is the line? All right, I'm going to shift gears a little bit, Josh. I'm going to play another video. This video just made it just made my day. I just had ear-to-ear -ear smiles on this. So right now we have basically a breakdown in law everywhere. I mean, like Frisco, like Detroit, like Chicago, where, where, where the thieves are just rolling in and grabbing stuff and rolling out. Well, I'm going to play this video, and then I'm going to have some questions on the backside. This is a Walmart, by the way guy's stealing that bag. You gonna pay for that? Huh? You gonna pay for that? Yeah. Where? Huh? You gonna pay for it? Watch this old lady. Uh, <laughs> this is my mom right here. God damn Come on, bud. Fuck off, asshole. Come on. Get out. Come on. Get out. Take your shit and go. Fuck off. You just jack up the price for everybody else because of you assholes. So, so Josh, so that little old lady's pretty upset. 
And what she said at the very end is what, when I was first watching, I was like, wow, wow, this lady's like out of control. I mean, good for her. But, but she says, you jack up the price for everybody else. So she probably lives on a fixed income. But people are fed up with this. But what scares me is we're going to have some dead people here at some point. And as much as I love watching this, this can cut both ways where, where bad guys get killed or good people get killed. Because that guy could have easily pulled a gun out or a knife out and stuck her. But if our, if our elected officials will not tell our police to enforce the damn laws, this is where yeah. we're going. We're going Mad Max Ward, and you're going in the dark, apparently. There we go. There we go. You know, um, it, it's funny. It, when I watched that video, and I've seen other videos, you know, like the Michael Rappaport video that was out, and I, you know, I'll make a joke that liberalism is a mental disorder and you haven't figured it out yet. But, you know, you have grown men standing there allowing this to happen. And this little old lady is the one that steps up and tells the guy, you're not stealing this stuff. You know, when, when will the, the men of this country step up and start doing the right thing and stop allowing this stuff to happen? And, um, you know, like you said, this lady could have easily been hurt, you know, by this guy. But just based off what she was saying to him, she probably had a 45 in her purse, I'm guessing. So she seemed pretty <laughs> You're tough. Probably right. you know? So she might have messed with the wrong, the wrong lady, you know. But it comes down again. When will the good men stand up and fight tyranny? You know, when will the good men stand up and fight against what's happening? Like you said, in that video, you saw a few men there. And they're just, I mean, the one guy came up, you know, and said something. But, but why are you even allowing this? If I saw that. I would drag that guy out by the back of his, like a, by his ear, you know, like a, like a, like a scolded child and throw him outside. You know, we can't allow this stuff to happen. It has to stop, you know, and, and a lot of it is policy and stuff that's happening. They're allowing this stuff. They're not uh, charging these people or that, you know, they're, they're, they're not even arresting these people for anything under what, $750 or whatever it is in California. So, you know, again, it's Democrat policy. Yeah. Yeah. It's Democrat policy is causing this kind of stuff. But you're right, it is, it's eventually going to cause somebody to get hurt or potentially die um, in situations like this. And um, it's unfortunate. Absolutely. So, so, so Matt, do you, do you think that, I mean, I see, this is like the fourth video I've seen kind of like this. I know there's others out there, but it's getting more and more frequent. Are we literally going to end up in like the Death Wish role or the Batman Dark Knight roles? I mean, just these vigilantes out there just dispensing justice because... The politicians are too afraid to tell the police to do their job to put them in jail because we have Soros-funded district attorneys that are just letting everybody out. So the cops don't want to do the paperwork because it's a waste of their damn time. And then the politicians don't have the balls to tell the district attorneys to do their damn job. And then we have the corporations who are so damn afraid to do anything because they don't want to get sued because they'll go because the, the Soros-funded district attorneys will sue the corporations for hurting said thief homeless dudes ankle or brain or whatever or discrimination so all of us law-abiding citizens are stuck with this shit show so where does it go from here yeah i mean i think it's mad max time you know it's coming we got three more years of joe biden um that should excite everyone at home uh, hopefully i didn't just trigger jv there um i know i triggered him on my show uh, last <laughs> week but 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 no, seriously we have three more years of joe biden it's going to get a lot worse. You've got empty shelves right now. Um, you might get a Republican Senate and a, and a Republican Congress, which I believe is going to help. The problem is, and this is why I'm backing guys like Josh, who is running in, in Arizona District 1, who's a great friend of mine, and also, um, you know, who and, and many others across the, the country, is we have to get people in there who will be leaders, who will be fighters. 
You can't have, even if we win the House and the Senate, you can't have McConnell and McCarthy as your leaders and expect anything nope. to change. It's going to be status quo as nope. usual. But but this is a this is a policy that really is at the it's at the state level at the local level where they're allowing this kind of nonsense. Can I can I just tell you guys? So I live in the Ozarks in Northwest Arkansas. Do you think that shit happens where I live? No. I'm going to say no. no. Yeah. And, and it's a major metro. Almost you know we're getting close to the million mark. You know over seven hundred thousand people. Fat one of the fastest growing in the U.S. because we have the headquarters for the globalist Walmart and Tyson Foods and J.B. Hunt all here. Fortune 500 companies, but the point is, people conceal, people openly carry, but not only that, we still have enough people here that aren't, it's not liberalized enough, where we're worried about people chastising us, Brit, for whipping somebody's ass for stealing a cart full of stuff. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'll, you know, I've, you know, thank God I don't have a, a, a great arrest record, but the, the point is, I would gladly take the misdemeanor charge, the misdemeanor charge to thump that guy's ass. And, you know, I would pick the card up and hit him with it. I'm a big guy, but I would do that. Josh would probably do the same thing. I, I don't know. And like Josh said, stop standing there. Stop filming this crap. Be a man. Be an adult and do something, damn it. That's what's infuriating to me. By the way, if I'm ever getting my ass kicked and one of you, any of you guys are filming or anyone's filming, I'm coming for you, all right? <laughs> as soon as I get my ass off the ground, I'm coming for anybody with a phone. I'm just letting you know right now, full disclosure, I'm coming for anyone filming me getting my ass whipped. Anybody with me on that? Yeah. Yeah, do something, please. Um, JV, so so when I watch that, I mean, I, I literally see my mom. I have political conversations with my mom, and she channels that kind of anger. And I can see her doing something crazy like that. Although my mom would probably pull out a machete and stick the guy um, because that's where she's at. But my question to you, JV, is if we, st if we the citizens, start pushing back, does it does – it, Will it train the thief class, the, the homeless people to go, oh, maybe we better not do this because that little lady might kick my ass? Ah, uh, geez, I don't know. Um, but we've got a couple of problems. First of all, we gotta send we gotta send Josh some quarters so he can fill up the put him in the slot for the electricity there. So yeah, here's, here's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna turn on the other side of the desk where the motion sensor is, uh, so that I actually we'll quit turning off. Um but you know this this is my problem. We you know we've all articulated everyone's already articulated the the problem with our justice system currently, the fact that these liberal cities, these liberal DAs are just allowing this stuff to happen and thieves have decided there's no consequence, there's no shame anymore in uh, being a thief, being a criminal. In fact, there's they I think they take a certain pride in it that they can walk into a store, fill up a shopping cart with crap and walk out and smile at the security guard as they walk by. Um Recently, we also saw a woman get raped on a subway car. I believe it was in New York City. And three platform. or... Pardon me? It was on the platform. No, it was in people the car. Watched. I'm pretty sure it was in the car, wasn't it? And anyway, it doesn't matter. Three or four people took their phones out and filmed the damn thing. The woman was being raped in front of them. Broad daylight. You know, middle of the day. And nobody did anything about it but film it. So we've got a couple of problems. The justice system needs to uh, needs a jolt. It needs to remember why it's there, what what its purpose is. But we also need to remember what good humans do and how they treat each other with respect. And we also have to remember what it means to be to be a citizen in a in a country like this, where even though we aren't the police, if we see an injustice, we should make some kind of effort to stop it. 
Even if that effort is just calling 911, which those people didn't do while that woman was being raped. So when they talk about Western culture and Western ideas have to go because they're the poison, they're the way. No, no. As we kick those values out, we're ending up with values like this, which is to sit and watch a woman get raped on a subway car and not doing anything about it. So that woman that we saw in the video that you played is old school. That's when that's when we recognize what our role was in society and what good and wrong really was. And those lines have been so blurred and so crossed, and the left keeps pushing us that way because anarchy is their only hope to maintain power forever. So we, we, have, we, have, we have to fix the justice system. We also have to fix our culture and not allow the least, of, least among us to become the example by which our culture uh, exists. Exactly. Uh, do you want to take it from now or do you want me to go around again? I've got something I want to talk about here. It's, it's a completely different topic. Uh, let's see here. So we all know that the, uh, and I'm really anxious to hear what Josh thinks about this too, but we all know that there was a bipartisan quote unquote infrastructure bill that was passed. And so far, all of the things I'm hearing coming out of Pete Buttigieg and the Biden administration's you know, tick list of things that are going to be done with this $1.2 trillion, it sure as hell seems a lot like Build Back Better that they couldn't get passed, but they're just going to use this money for it. But here's something that I think is pretty interesting, and I imagine people are going to, going to get upset up this, about this, but uh, Buttigieg is talking about a good chunk of this money going to promote speed cameras nationwide. The U.S. Department of Transportation's National Roadway uh, Safety Strategy includes promoting the use of speed cameras in cities and towns as a proven safety countermeasure. There's a $6 billion grant or the availability of $6 billion in grants to help cities and towns with this road safety. And they're also talking about the fact that this will ensure equity in giving tickets, Josh, because a camera obviously can't be biased. Well, we've we've seen this this happen before, you know, here in Arizona, um, different different cities around the Phoenix area. Um, a lot of this stuff was already deemed unconstitutional. Um, a lot of this stuff was just it's a, it's a money trap, and Buttigieg has a tendency to do this. You know, he wants to tax everything, and and he wants to tax mileage, even on regular vehicles. He wanted to tax mileage on them in uh, nationwide, not just in California, like you'd expect, but nationwide, and 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 you know. That infrastructure deal that they had was really, I think, anywhere you've heard, anywhere from nine to eleven percent actual infrastructure, and uh, the rest of the stuff. You're right; it's just build back better, maybe a, a smaller version of that, right? Um, not three trillion, five trillion, but you know, um, one point two trillion. And uh, but you know, it's a problem. It's a problem. You know, again, the the Democrats do nothing but push a socialist type of agenda. A, 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 an agenda of control, much like communist China, you know, they want to, they want to have the facial recognition, social scores and all this stuff. This is just like China. And what they're trying to do is do anything they can to let the federal government come in and take control, whether it's the elections and HR one, which thank goodness, cinema and mansion shot that down or, or, or stuff like this that's happening. And, um, you know, we just got to push back. We got to keep pushing back. We got to keep using the law on our side. Um, and, and one thing we can do, and, I, and, and uh, I, I, um, when Matt was saying, you know, we got three more years of this, we only have another year of this because we're going to impeach Biden. The, the minute we get sworn in, he's getting impeached. 
<laughs> I get rid of him. All right, I need I need to uh, break format here just a little bit because I need I need Josh to talk about that a little bit. There uh, there was a poll that just came out I think that said fifty percent of Americans actually supported an impeachment here. Josh, how do you see this? What grounds would we be talking about for impeachment? And would it be better to go to try to force the twenty fifth amendment uh, route to get him out of office because he's clearly mentally unfit? Well, I think the 25th Amendment uh, direction would be probably the most entertaining, you know, <laughs> I feel. Um, but um, I, we all know there's something majorly wrong there. You know, he's just, he's not there. And, um, but, you know, you know, you, you can pick, gosh, you can, I know Marjorie Green Taylor's already put in articles of impeachment, just kind of preemptively putting it in there, even though she knows we have, we're in a minority, we can't do a whole lot. But, you know, the Afghanistan debacle is one that comes to mind that was just an absolute uh, disaster. You know, an absolute disaster. 13 Marines are killed. Uh, not only that, then they droned um, a vehicle with 10 Afghanis in it with children in there and uh, left $84 billion of our equipment there. I mean, it, it's, you know, that's one thing we can do. The other thing is the border. You know, we have illegals coming into our country uh, by the millions. We have felons coming into our country. We have people using arrest warrants as identification. You know, and that's a clear, like you said, um, you know, foreign and domestic, right? And um, and it's a clear violation of our constitution with what they're allowing to happen right now. And um, and, I, and I feel pretty much every Republican um, would agree with that. You can't deny that. And uh, and those are those are just a couple of things we could we could obviously do very you know right off the bat as far as an impeachment type thing. And uh, it's a heck of a lot better than a uh, um, this is these are like legitimate legitimate things to impeach somebody for. You know, when you have um, a phone call uh, with the Ukrainian president, you know, why don't we talk about the quid pro quo with uh, Biden in Ukraine? Why don't we talk about the 10% to the big guy and the Hunter Biden laptop? Why don't we talk about the 30 million that China's been paying the Biden family? I mean, there's so much corruption. It, it, it's it's kind of like we can just flip a coin and pick one and just go with it. Uh, I don't want I don't want to monopolize you here, but one more question. Are we better with Kamala Harris as president, though? Well, we impeach her, too. She's the one that's supposed to be in charge of the border. She hasn't done a damn thing. She hasn't even been to the border. I think, well, she went kind of close to the border for for. Uh, she got near it. She got near it. Yeah, she, <laughs> she went near it, exactly. So, you know, you have the person that's in charge of this that, that is allowing this to happen as well. I say impeach them both. Guess what? The Speaker of the true. House. You can pick the Speaker. It doesn't have to be a member of Congress. And that is a fact. That is true. That is a possibility. And I agree with Matt Gates on that. I, I fully agree with him on that. I think it would be, um, um, you know, whether it would happen or not, I, I would be happy with it because we need somebody in office to serve the people and the will of the people. Now, I always believe President Trump tried to do that. The problem is now we got people that think they're, they're, uh, they think they're kings, you know, that they think that they're going to say what they say goes. And that's not how our Constitution is written. They are nothing but elected servants. Even the president is an elected servant to the people. And I can clearly show you this in all 50 constitutions in the U.S. Constitution, but especially the 50 state constitutions clearly say who's in control and all powers inherent in the people, not the government. Yeah, we're going to have to, uh, Britt, schedule a, uh, one of our Tuesday or Thursday shows and have a complete discussion about this. We'll bring Josh back on and chat about this because this is a really intriguing conversation. Matt, I'm yeah. going to let you talk about either the impeachment thing or this, going back to the article with Buttigieg. Buttigieg says these cameras will protect not only drivers but all road users, including people who walk, bike, or use a wheelchair. Uh, 
you know, so so there you go. Feel free to talk about either of those topics. When, when you look at this this Build Back Better thing, was it one point eight five trillion they pushed through? Um, when when you look at this, five hundred and fifty five billion of it went, you know, literally went to uh, you know climate change. So what do you think Americans care about? Empty shelves or climate change right now? Because right now we've got empty shelves. Uh, Four hundred billion dollars going to child care and preschool. Someone has to pay for that. Uh, you know, home care, housing is 150 billion. I can just go on and on down the list. 100 billion for immigration. Why don't we take that billion for climate change and push it all the way down to immigration and secure our damn border and get Americans safe, secure our borders and our country? Um, that 555 billion for climate change would build 10 walls, Josh, JV, Britt, 10 walls with that. This is a joke. It's, it's, it's shameful. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're concerned with cows farting. They're concerned with with just nonsensical crap that doesn't, you know, affect the majority of Americans. The majority of Americans are having to buy Twinkies and Ding Dongs and potato chips because they can afford those because they can't afford meats and vegetables because the price is through the roof, which is causing a health crisis, obesity. It's also causing, you know, you know, with no one going to the doctors because they don't trust the medical professions now. This is a downward spiral from hell in all aspects for our country from a physical standpoint, a health standpoint. It's a nightmare, and it all started with this nonsense, JB. Yeah, and I'll just clarify one thing: they, they're they're concerned with your car, cows farting, not their own. Just like they're concerned with you traveling by <laughs> in an airplane, not themselves, or you in an SUV, not themselves. Just to be clear about that, Brett. I'm going to change the topic, but there's plenty of things you could be chatting about at this or any others. But this is something that we've all known. We have all known this for a very long time, and now we've got some data that really illustrates it. And the and the article here is lockdowns had little or no impact on COVID-19 deaths, according to a new study. This is a new analysis by researchers at John Hopkins University, and they say the lockdowns during the early phase of the pandemic in 2020 reduced COVID more. Mortality by 0.2%, which is basically nothing. It's basically negligible. We destroyed trillions of dollars in economic activity, not just here in the United States. We borrowed trillion dollars because we destroyed those trillions of dollars of economic activity. And it did absolutely nothing to change the course of any of this. Uh, not to mention, we also had uh, suicides go through the roof, people falling off the wagon, not being able to get to the programs, and then falling off the wagon and ODing and dying. We have kids that are psychologically damaged beyond repair that we are going to be paying that price for years and years and years to come. Um, there, there is so much, there is so much collateral damage that was done because of the CDC, FDA, Fauci, his gang, Big Pharma. All colluding together to make a bunch of money for themselves, they literally have destroyed probably millions upon millions of lives with mental illness and health problems. And here we are. Uh, I also have this. I have this. Uh, this. Um, this chart. This is mass mandates versus non-mask mandates. They took. They took states that had didn't have any mandates. And they took states that had mandates. The lines are the same. Nothing our government did work. Trust the experts. I saw a great meme today. It said, trust the experts. And it was, it was, it looked like it was the Mayans uh, doing a blood sacrifice. And they had a guy sprawled out on the rock and they were cutting out some part of his, like his heart or something and holding it up to the gods. And one of the guys was going, are we sure this is going to bring rain? And then the other guy leans back and goes, trust the experts. They know what they're doing. That's what basically has happened. Our government, our CDC, our FDA, 
all of our, our institutions are corrupt and they lied to us. They straight up lied to us. The emails that have come out on Fauci and them having those conversations about we got to destroy Dr. Atlas and their, their little court, the Barrington Declaration. We, we got to swiftly crush it. Not, do they have any facts? Maybe we should check this out. No, we got to crush them. Our federal government is broken. And I swear to God, Josh, I love Marjorie Taylor Greene and Loa Boebert. I send them money. They're not even in my district. I send them money every month. $5 each, a little bit. If we all did that, $5 each, the people like that. I want the tip of the fucking spear to go into Congress and blow the place up. Not figuratively, not Madonna style, but just go in and blow it up, break it. Tell McConnell, hit the road, Jack, you're done. No more rhinos. Uh, um, uh, who's the other guy in the house? Uh, um, McCarthy. Thank you, McCarthy. Another rhino. I, uh, what kind of a guy are you, Josh? Are you a tip of the spear, Marjorie Taylor Green type? Or are you a McCarthy, live with Frank Luntz type? I'm going to be their worst nightmare. I love it. I would love to have a hundred of you guys. You know what? It doesn't have to be just enough so that you have a big enough caucus you can make change. 50, 60 of you, just badass people that are going to go in and say, no, 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 no. We're not here for you and Big Pharma. We're here for the American people. I don't, I got, I lost track on my rant here. I just know that I am seriously pissed at where our federal government's at. And if I had my way, we would kick it into the ocean and start from scratch and go back to letting the states run themselves. Hey, Brett, what was that you ate just before the show? Was that a burrito? Yeah, I had a, I had a green burrito with sour cream, mm -hmm. a spicy jack quesadilla, oh. and uh, half of a large Coke. Okay, remember that combo because it makes you fired up, man. You're on, you are on fire tonight, <laughs> and Chad is noticing it as well. Uh, Josh, this report, this analysis goes on to say we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures – Limiting gatherings have a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. They've contributed to reducing economic activity, raising unemployment, reducing schooling, causing political unrest, contributing to domestic violence, and undermining liberal democracy, according to the report. Uh, such a standard benefit cost calculation leads to a strong conclusion. Lockdowns should be rejected out of hand as a pandemic policy instrument. How does Fauci look right about now? You know, you know, what's funny is, um, you know, you had the ivermectin study come out from Japan today. Um, stuff that I've been saying from literally March 2020, when I first contacted Dr. Zelenko and Dr. Urso. And Dr. Urso was kind of like my go-to guy because Zelenko got so hard to get a hold of because he got too popular. So Dr. Urso is a good friend of mine. And um, and I've, I've been on it from day one in regards to hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, the protocols and stuff like that from the beginning. Um, you know, like, and they would say everything's a conspiracy until about six months later, and then it's true. Right. And and I, I was calling myself today. I, I told people to call me Nostradamus because when this came out, I've been saying this for a, two years. You know, dang new two years when these lockdowns started. I knew based on past history and, and different uh, empirical evidence that came out that, that that this has been attempted in other areas and it doesn't work. And and they kept trying to say. Um, you know, wear your mask, shut up, you know, get your vaccine and, um, and and suppressing things that were actually antivirals that actually have been proven to work and, um, and suppressing it because it's always about money, guys. You know that it's always follow the money and that's what it's all about. And, and like you said, the empirical, the, the evidence that came out, uh, I think Kyle Becker posted it, uh, the vaccine shots and you saw this thing go up and then you saw the number of cases. It was a perfect, a perfect uh, trajectory with it. 
it was it was exactly what's happening. Like maybe four days, four or five days later after these injections started, people started going to the hospital, started testing positive for COVID, and were getting sick. And then they're like, oh my God, these don't work. So oh well, they make you less sick. Like they're just making this right. stuff up. You know, Fauci is just making yeah. this stuff up as he goes. And for one of the first things I want to do in Congress, and and I, and I had a list, I had a massive list of things that I want to do. But one was fire Fauci, but to criminally investigate him and, and throw his butt in prison where that's where he belongs. Yeah, Matt. The Matt. The um, yeah, Trump knew this too. It was two weeks to slow the spread. Was the was what he kind of agreed to, feeling like you know that was that was what the advisors were telling him to do. He went along with it. And if you remember back in 2020, when we were when we were coming out of March, he was like, "We're going to reopen by Easter." We're going and they was he was being given all sorts of flack from every direction because of that. But again, in retrospect, if we had followed his advice, we wouldn't have paid such a damn heavy financial and social uh, burden for this uh, this virus, whereby the things we were told to do had absolutely no impact. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a bad deal all around, JV. I mean, I think, you know, obviously Trump knows, you know, hindsight's everything. Trump knows this was what he did was a mistake. Um, you know, Chase Geyser says, a good friend of ours and a friend of your show and mine, you know, says that COVID, you know, uh, you know COVID beat Trump to an extent. And, and he's not wrong on that. Uh, mistakes were made. Things were handled poorly. People were trusted that should have not been trusted. And, and I believe that that's all going to change. I think that we're going to see things rebranded. I know just from some people I've talked to today within uh, Trump's inner circle, he is very pissed off and very, very frustrated with many of his advisors around him. Uh, I believe the Robbie Starbuck thing was kind of the nail in the coffin. Um, mm. And he knows he's got some really bad wolves and sheep's clothing around him. He's very well aware and he's very pissed off from what my sources have told me this week. So uh, I think we're going to see changes happen, uh, dramatic changes within, within his advisors. And that needs to happen, especially when it comes to endorsing candidates as we move into these midterms, because there's a lot of people that have been endorsed that don't deserve to be endorsed. Uh, CPAC, for example, has Marsha Blackburn uh, on stage. This is a massive red flag for a group that claims to be conservative. Uh, if I'm President Trump, Especially with what January 2nd, uh, saying she's not going to cert, I'm not certifying the election now, I'm going to certify it. Then she puts out this jerkish statement in, in late November saying Trump needs to come forth with his evidence. The election wasn't even three weeks old. People were gathering evidence. Donald Trump needs to stand firm and he needs to show his base that he's not going to bow not only to the leftist media, but he's not going to bow to the rhinos. If I'm Donald Trump, I'm as long as X, Y, and Z, I would pick them out. Our Speaking on your stage, I will not be at CPAC, and I would make that as a public statement, Mr. President. You retweeted me over 50 times in 2020. I know you follow what I do. That's my advice to you, sir. I would 100% tell CPAC to kiss my ass, and until you get rid of these rhinos on stage, Donald Trump nor any member of his family or his inner circle will be speaking at your event. That needs to happen. A message needs to be sent to these rhinos because I'm sorry, we can't just keep going, oh, well, you know what, JB, they're not that bad. They're not that bad. They, they just turned their back on all of us when we need them most. But what the hell? Let them speak at CPAC. Uh, I, I think, and, and he's, he is literally the leader of the movement, leader of the party. He's got to take that role and take that step forward and stop worrying about pissing people off and just do it. And I'll yield back. Brett, talk about any of that and go to what you've got. Well, first, I, I want to make I, I, I thank you, Matt, for thinking that Trump would be watching this show. But um, I'm pretty sure he's not as much as I wish he was. Um, 
But I totally agree with everything you said. All right, so, um, you know, I feel bad for Trump because if you look at when the 15 days and all this stuff hit, he was two years in, a little over, almost two years in, a little over two years in, and he knew he was surrounded by bad people. Um, what are you shaking your head at? Three he, years in? A little over, it was his fourth it was year. Two and a half, three it years? It was the election. Oh, it was 20, it was, what year was it? Twenty. When did, when, 2020, right? It was 2020 that all that started, right? Yes. It was, it was election was it? year. It was his fourth yeah, so year. He, it was fourth year. Okay, so he's three years in, 2019. Things are rock starring. But he also knows, I mean, remember he went through all of those advisors that, that were stabbing him in the back, the Kelly types, the, you know, the Pentagon's lying to him about Syria and troop levels. And he knows all that stuff. And if we, if we go back and, and seriously analyze that time frame and where he was at mentally at that time, he had basically retreated to only taking advice from his family because it's all he could trust because there were so many knives out for him. So sadly, sadly, Kushner is a globalist and really pushed the lockdown and don't fire Fauci angle. And because Trump had so many knives around him, so many uh, thieves around or uh, bad advisors around him, he just didn't know who he could trust or not. So he stuck with family. And sadly, Kushner was one of the bad advisors. Uh and maybe his daughter a little bit. Honestly, I think freaking uh, Junior should have been the only one advising him. He has at least he had balls. Um, all right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lighten up a little bit because we've been talking about some serious stuff, and I just I need to get some fat because Josh, you own some gyms and you are ripped, and I can see. Um, so I didn't even know you were gonna be on tonight, and I saw this article, and it made me wonder what the hell. But these buff dudes are wearing the latest. That the women say is sexy. And I just need some fashion help here. Um, in what world would you be caught wearing something like this? And would your woman think it's sexy? Are those suspenders for before Josh gets going? <laughs> some kind of harness. It's a harness of some kind. I, if those are suspenders, if those are suspenders and I can pull that off with khakis, I might be in on this. Right? <laughs> Well, if it makes me look like I have this kind of a hard body, I might be down with it. But that's a lot of work to get to that hard to that level of muscles. But I'm just thinking, my God, really, what's going on here, Josh? Help me. I'm, I'm, Josh, I'm wearing that over a button up, right? Yeah, yeah. This, this this is a this is definitely something I can see a liberal wearing for sure. You know, a soy boy. You know, we call them soy boys. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, no real man I know would ever be caught dead wearing that, even on Halloween. I don't think that would even happen. I don't even think I would do that behind closed doors. I mean, I just, <laughs> no, I the women in chat, help me here. Is this, does this turn you, this is supposed to, this is supposed to be the men's version of lingerie for women. So women in chat, please help me with that. There. I thought but they Brent, were, I don't like to see myself naked, let alone trying this shit on. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought the men's version of lingerie was called boxer briefs. That's kind of what I thought it was. Wait, you That's guys right, gotta keep in mind. This is coming from a guy who wear, who's worn posy trunks since 2001, off and on, on a bodybuilding stage. That <laughs> I, you know, uh, it, the, only, the only the only the only thing in the world, the only sport in the world where it's it's okay for a man to comment on the on the how how tight another man's glutes are. Yeah, right. It's like wow, that guy's glutes are shredded, man. He's in great shape. You know, that's how we think because we're weird bodybuilders. But um. But uh, you know, even even this this is over the top, and I don't I don't even know if that'd be even acceptable in Vegas or anything like that. Yeah, I don't know. I just it blow. I, I watch these fashion shows sometimes, and I see what goes up and down the runway. And I just shake my head as like, how 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 does this make someone money? Why are we there? Okay, you know, Matt, so I'm gonna Matt cycle back. To 
He's gonna donate a thousand dollars if I put if I post a picture with that on. <laughs> you know, you know what? I might I, I I'll donate five hundred to your campaign <laughs> if we get some big turn into a fundraiser. I got some guys in the gym. I'm gonna tell them how I'll give you half, man. Yeah, you get bucks. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll there you go. Hey, I'll match Brits five hundred if you if you order and wear the suspenders for your campaign pose. All right. Oh my. That'll be a thousand between me and Brit. I mean, oh man! Well, this this spiraled into an area I didn't expect it to go. It was just supposed to be for a few laughs. All right, back to seriousness. Ness, ness, ness. All right, so this is just in. Uh, well, I mean, it's from today. Reuters. I said the word right. Reuters, not Rudders. Nice Reuters. job. Uh, so yeah, I know. So this was the original headline on top. Says uh, Japan's Kawaya, in partnership with, and I'm not even going to try and pronounce that word. University at Tokyo Medical University says ivermectin is effective against Omicron in phase three trial. Then there's the whole article to it. And then what happens is all of a sudden, Josh, there is a correction. So Reuters has to update its update its initial headline to uh, Japan's Koya says ivermectin Kawa. showed Kawa. 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 is a Kawa says uh, says ivermectin showed antiviral effect amongst Omicron in research. But if you actually read read the, the the paper that came out, oh boy, of course this came out small for me. I can't even read; it's too blurry on my side because the way the feed comes back to me. Anyway, basically it, it says that ivermectin is effective against Omicron. And then I found this, Josh. Hmm, look at the one I circled in red. Reuters Reuters CEO ends up becoming Pfizer's CEO, or on the board at least. So the Reuters CEO is on the board of Pfizer. Reuters comes out with a headline that might say, hey, you don't have to take Pfizer stuff. And then the Pfizer board member tells the Reuters, Reuters CEO, hey, what the hell? Change your headline. I mean, this is all connected, right? Is that what I'm getting out of all this? There's no doubt it's connected. And again, I, and I always say this. We've always you know, heard this, follow the money, right? You know, what, what happened was they put that initially out. That was the one I was referring to earlier about the ivermectin, yeah. uh, the Japanese study. And uh, what happened was probably Fauci and Walensky, the CDC director, were like, oh, my God, we got to call them and tell them they got to change it right now because it's not fitting our narrative. People are actually going to learn that ivermectin works, not just from Joe Rogan, but from actual scientists that are studying this stuff. And, and it's what it's all about. It's all about suppressing something that's cheap and effective for something that's making them money. And that's what it comes down to. And they don't care if people die or getting blood. I, I put a tweet out today. Guys, I hate to break the news to you, but getting blood clots and, and having minor heart attacks and, and soccer players just dropping dead is not a normal thing. Yeah. And it, it, it's sad that I even have to say this, you know, but we've come to that point in this country where they're being lied to so much about how everything is, about, you know, this misinformation. Again, the, the, the left is the party of projection. And, and they're, they're trying to say that we're passing on misinformation. We're doing this and that. Well, the facts don't lie. You can look up soccer players, just Google soccer players, heart attacks, dropping dead. And you're going to see over 120 now have dropped dead around the world. That is not normal. Now, uh, uh, you know, I, we, there's even a University of Florida basketball player that smacked, fell flat on his face at half court. Now, he didn't die, thank goodness, but he had a heart issue where he fell flat on his face. Um, and if you look, if you really dig into it, you'll see athletes all over the country in high school and NCAA um, into the pro ranks that are having problems right now. And, um, and you know, and it's um, and it's not just the athletes; it's anybody that's taking this vaccine um, that is potentially having these these high increases of myocarditis, pericarditis, 
and different things. This is all real. We're not making this up. These are this is coming from Dr. McAuliffe, Dr. Zelenko, Dr. Urso, Dr. Simone Gold, Dr. I mean, all the frontline doctors that were at the uh, Senator Johnson's uh, roundtable that he had. Um, this is a real thing, and it's unbelievable to me that um, that something isn't being done about it. You know, and I pray to God that that President Trump is watching this stuff and learning what's happening with these vaccines. And it's not his fault. He took advice from people that he was supposed to entrust, right? He's not a doctor. You know, he's not a virologist or an immunologist. He, he's taking, you know, he's taking um, their word for like what, what we needed to do to try to save people. That's what he was trying to do. Unfortunately, the vaccines don't work. They don't stop you from getting it. They don't stop you from spreading it. We know this. We know the cloth masks don't work. We know the N95s only work for like two or three hours where you have to swap them out and have a perfect fit. Nobody in the real world is going to do that. So the, these mass mandates, the, the, these, um, these, these vaccine mandates are an absolute joke. The vaccine passports, if it doesn't stop you from getting it or spreading it, why do we have a vaccine passport? It makes no damn sense. It's illogical. It's irrational. And, um, you know, we need, again, we need a Republican like DeSantis. You know, unfortunately, we kind of have a weak governor here in Arizona, Ducey. Um, but the next governor in Arizona, Kerry Lake, will never let this happen. But we need real uh, elected servants to stand up and represent the people. And, and not only that, look at the science and the data. They talk about science. If you look at the actual science, and none of it makes any sense. And the people know in their hearts whether they know it or not. The truth, they know something's wrong and they know something's off. And when you dig into it, you'll clearly see it's illogical and irrational all the way around, however you look at it. Right. And I'm going to answer your question on why we have vaccine passports. It's because the vaccine passport technology is not for vaccine passports. It's for the social credit score. And they want us to get Thank used you. to having it. Thank you. Yeah. You're exactly this right. Is, this is big picture. Great reset. World Economic it Forum, is. Atlantic Foundation, Tides Foundation, bullshit. Billion, Devo's billionaires wanting to rule us peasants. Which we Black Rock, State Street, Vanguard, they're all trying to push yep. this. You're exactly right. And um and, uh, you know, the chip that I said three, four years ago, they're going to chip us and then try to control us because they control your bank account. They control it. They want to go cashless. Right. So they want to control you. Yep. And and now they have this technology. Right. Oh, now, well, they have a chip now that comes out for your health history to protect us. Right. And it's and all it is is a way to control you, literally control every aspect of your life. And I absolutely ref I'll go to the death before I let that happen. Yeah, me too. I will fight. Uh, I will go to Mad Max rules. Yeah, I mean, if honestly, if we slide back to Mel Gibson, Mad Max, the original Mad Max road rules, I have my list on that. So basically what I figured out happened here, this is what I think happened. And tell me if I'm crazy. I think that Reuters put out a headline that was too simple for the idiots of us. The, I shouldn't say idiots. That's that's wrong. The, the masses to understand when they said uh, that uh, that ivermectin is effective against Omicron. So they had to kind of convolute it and make it, we're still correct that it's, it's anti-viral effect, but it's confusing. So we put some gray area in there so that the talking heads like on CNN or The View or whatever can twist it to however they need to twist it to keep the people getting the jab. I think it was something as evil as that as they're just trying to manipulate us some more. Yeah, I mean, uh, Reuters is notorious for doing that. And basically it's a gray area. I mean, if you go back to this, I mean, we've covered it at the DC Patriot. I mean, you know, Haruzaki, who is the head of the Tokyo Medical Association, has been talking about this for months and months and months about treating patients with ivermectin. They've been doing it in Japan since February of 2021. 
They've been doing it in mass. They have gotten just like India. They have gotten rid of COVID with ivermectin. Um, this is just it's ridiculous. It has taken the American press this long. It's amazing. They're going to put this out because there's actual trials and studies. But they'll tell you the jab works and there are no trials and there are no studies. OK, they're not done. They, they, they won't be done until the earliest, the first one in 2025. So the fact that they expect you to say you shut up about ivermectin, you shut up about hydroxychloroquine, you shut up about a shut up about all the vitamins, minerals, quercetin, zinc, NAC, all that stuff. And damn it, we're the law, not you. Uh, the media, big tech, big pharma, they're all in control. Uh, it's, it's, it's sickening that they will tell you that something they don't have trials on, you must listen to them, you must take it, you must be obedient. Um, but stuff that's been around as a medicine for 40, 50 years, uh, you know, you can't listen to that. You can't listen to that at all. But yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's smoke and mirrors, Britt. That's what it is. It's smoke and mirrors. They put it out. I don't even know why they put it out. If that's your headline, you know, what the hell's the point of putting it out? It's not like anybody thinks there's any integrity or honesty with these schmucks anymore anyway. Yeah, no, they've totally blown their credibility up. And real quick, I just want to say that Foxhole is down, and we're sorry about that. It's got the spinny will of death on my side. So this is why it's good for everybody to have backup platforms, YouTube, Gitter, DLive, Twitch, uh, et cetera. So, yeah, sorry, Foxhole is down. Uh, JV, comment on any of that. Go where you want. Well, uh, yeah, the people in Foxhole were saying that uh, all of Foxhole is having troubles. And, again, we've talked about this before. They're growing a little faster than their ability to handle it. But I have one thing to say. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Britt is on the job. That's all I need to say. He's got it all figured out. It's been a long time since you've been in the conspiracy cave. Yeah, I, you, you, you've held it off for a while. But I haven't been that crazy. Or actually, let's be honest. I, I've pulled you closer to my side is what it is. I will neither confirm nor deny that. Uh, but I, I will say I see less of an opportunity to play things like that. So maybe that does mean something. All right. We were, we were talking about Trump. Uh, this is kind of, a, I guess, a hot-button topic that we should just chat about briefly. I'm really interested to hear what everybody thinks about it. But Trump has promised, among other things, to ban transgender women from sports if he's reelected. He says uh, we will ban men from participating in women's sports. He said that during the rally in Conroe, Texas on Saturday. He says it's so ridiculous. Matt, it seems obvious to me that it's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous, but I'm going to be honest with you. So it's an amazing campaign promise. He's got no authority to do it whatsoever. Um, I'll, I'll be the CNN panelist tonight. And I, he's got no, that's going to have to be something that has to come through Congress. It's got to be put into law. I'm not trying to be a jerk here, but he has, he's right, but he has no authority to do it whatsoever. You can't write an executive order about bathrooms and, and, and who can go in and out of them. I'm pretty confident that that's not going to hold up. And you also have to realize with what these judges have done over the last, you know, 18 months, they're, they're damn sure not going to let that executive order stand. They didn't let hardly anything he wrote as an executive order stand. He's right, but can he do it? No. And I, I guess I'm going to be devil's advocate tonight, JV. Sorry, but um, it, it's not it's not doable. And, and I don't know why, you know, that, is that really what we need to campaign on? It's, it's a ridiculous thing, but, um, you know, especially the damn, what is it, the uh, female swimmer who's like 6'8", that's breaking all the records uh, from the University of Pennsylvania. I mean, she, I mean, yeah. she looks like, uh, you know, what's the Subway commercials? My God, that won all the medals. I can't even remember his name. Um, Michael Phelps. 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 Yeah, she looks like Michael Phelps, and she's winning all those medals. I mean, Trump's absolutely right, but can he do anything about it? I don't think so. Um, and sorry to be the devil's advocate, but he's, he's right, you know. 
No, I think I think you're right as well, Matt. But it's nice to hear somebody just say it. Somebody in a leadership yeah. role finally just say it instead of pretending this isn't an issue because it is an issue. It's particularly an issue for all the young girls and young women who are trying to compete and they can't. Uh, and under those circumstances. But here's what I find really interesting, Josh. This article is from NBC News that I'm looking at. And uh, so after they quote Donald Trump in the quote that I just read, they say, but Trump misgendered Thomas. Her name is her name is Leah Thomas. Trump misgendered Thomas, referring to her by the wrong pronouns and then falsely stated that Thomas broke an 11 year old swimming record by 30 seconds or 38 seconds. In reality, Thomas won the 1650 1,650-yard uh, freestyle at the Zippy Invitational uh, in Ohio by 38 seconds, but she didn't set a record. In the, I mean, what the hell? Who cares that he used the wrong pronouns? That's not even the point, but that's what this article goes on to complain about. I, it's, <laughs> I can only laugh. There's nothing. I mean, you know, my, I got an 11-year-old daughter. She's very good at cheer, gymnastics. I mean, exceptional. They just won a national championship last weekend. And um, oh, nice. she's, uh, you know, and if I had a guy that tried to jump in and, and compete against my daughter, um, it, it, I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't let it happen. I absolutely, I, I'd make a scene. And, um, you know, it's, I, I think back to when you see this swimmer from the University of Pennsylvania and they're like, it, you know, like the movie 40 Old Virgin, when they're like, he had the hands the size of Andre the Giant. <laughs> That's what I think yeah. of, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, so it's like, you know, it's, it's obviously not not fair. If you're a swimmer with hands that big, you're getting a little extra water and force as you're coming through, you know, not to mention the length and the muscle mass and the bone structure and everything's completely different because you're a guy, um, not to mention the hormones you had the entire your entire life up to the point you thought you were a girl. Um, but it doesn't change biology. It doesn't change your sex. You know, if you have a penis and testicles, you're a man. If you have a vagina, you're a girl. It's kind of like back to the old Arnold movie. And um, and let, let's let's just cut the nonsense. You know, I don't even, I won't even. I usually outside of this because it's fun, but I usually won't even entertain the idea. If somebody tries to argue with me about it, I won't even. I just immediately shut them off. Just tell them to shut up. I'm not going to talk to you. It's absolutely ridiculous to even try to argue with me about this. Yeah, I I, I have always said, you know, I'll call you by the pronouns that I think you, you should be called, and that's if you don't like it, you don't have to listen to me because I don't care. Um, yeah. Brett, in addition to that, uh, this article says that in a speech Trump called trans uh, female athletes biological males, that's a term that most trans people find offensive. And then, then it went on to say a majority of Americans, 62%, said trans athletes should be only allowed to play on sports teams that correspond with their gender assigned at birth. Not their gender at birth, but the gender that's assigned at birth. What is happening to the language? Words are your second language. How does this all work for you? <laughs> uh, th this is, this is, um, we are soft people right now, or as Bill Maher said, we are silly people right now, but you know, it's just the turning. We are soft people right now. We've had it so good for so long that we are making up issues. You know, you go and you go and try and have this conversation and say Rwanda or Zimbabwe or some third world shithole country like that, or they're just worried about what's for lunch next because I'm starving. They don't have, they're going to look at you like you're, what do you mean? I don't have time for your shit. I need to go kill that buffalo somehow with my wood stick because I don't have a gun. You know, so we're just soft people. How backward we do you are think this, those countries are? <laughs> uh, they're pretty damn backwards. With sticks? Um, they're so, killing buffalo with sticks yeah. still? Well, yeah, okay. But they're right. trying because just, it's all they got. I'm just curious. I'm it's just all asking. They got. 
you know, I mean, maybe it's a small buffalo, but well, actually, are buffalo even over there? I don't even. <laughs> Do they even have a okay, yeah. Do they, I guess they have a yeah, version of buffalo. Yeah, they have buffalo in Africa. <laughs> yeah, water I buffalo. It's a North American animal, but okay. It, it would, it would might be, be pretty right. hot for the buffalo bread. I'm just yeah, it would be. yeah, you're probably right. So it's a water buffalo. Maybe it's a hippopotamus. I don't know. My point is, they don't have time to worry about this stuff. But we do in America because we're separated by two big oceans. We have Canada above us, although Canada's turning out to be a pretty badass country right now with all the truckers. Who knew? But we and we have Mexico below us that you know we don't have to worry about this stuff. We don't have to worry about aggression. We don't have to worry about invasion. We don't have to. So so we basically what has happened is we've had strong men made good times. Good times made weak men. Weak men are making for bad times, which is what we're rolling into right now. And these bad times are going to make some strong ass men. And we'll roll out on the other side into some good times, and the circle happens all over again. The one thing that America does great is we do everything fast, and that's why we've only lasted, we're only going to last 300 years before we go through this. Because instead of like 900 plus years that the Romans went through all this before they blew up, it's because we do everything faster because we're amazingly talented people. Was it like 900 years? It was Roman like, Empire from start it, to it was about It was about, five, it it was about 500 years. About 500 years? Okay. So I guess I'm in the zone this time. Last time I think I said 2,000 years. But uh, that's where we're at with that. But I got to make a comment. I mean, think about how quiet Trump has been on these hot button third rail issues for a while since he got out. I think Matt's on to something where he's pissed off at his advisors and he's going back to his gut. Do you remember Trump in 2015 coming down the escalator when he was just making decisions from his gut and he had Bannon as his advisor and uh, and who's it? Manafort who went to jail? But he had these fucking thugs <laughs> as his advisor. Although Bannon I love. I mean, I've, I listen to his show all the time now. But Trump was making raw decisions from his gut that were for the people. And then he got surrounded by the experts. And I pray mm -hmm. to God that he is shedding his experts now because he's now talking about third rail issues. I mean, for him to come out and say that about what other politician would come out and say anything remotely close to that about the trans issue because it's such a third rail issue with the media. None. But I think I, I think I think Matt's onto something. I think Trump is shedding his his uh his safety, his his binky advisors, the ones that are like the little the little one, put you in a bubble wrap type thing. So he's got to get rid Mark Meadows and Lindsey Graham are the two that are doing oh it. He God. needs to get rid of them like yesterday. I think he's onto that. Yeah. I honestly do think he's on it. I had, I mean, look, I've never really liked Lindsey Graham from the beginning. I always thought he was just a big talker, but you know, um, but man, has he not? Has his callers not come out in the last month? Of what a rhino POS politician bootlick. They either have some, they either have some serious dirt on him, like maybe he's you know banging dead alligators in the back of a bus or something. I don't know, but man, has he really turned into a wimp? And I mean, he just said the other day that uh, you, you, oh, the other thing that Trump said, pardoning the J six people. I mean, no, what a politician is saying that touching that third row. He is now. You know what? His his popularity is gonna go through the roof. He had eighty five thousand people show up in Texas for him. Eighty. 5,000 people, and this man lost the election? I don't think so. All right. I don't have anything else I want to bring up uh, from an article, but I do want to talk about one more thing and pass it around here, and this is the whole Joe Rogan issue. Joe Rogan uh, kind of softened his stance a little bit uh, in the last couple times he's spoken. He apologized, said he's going to try to be more sensitive and more off uh, from other points of view. Spotify has now just stated they are going to put content warnings on any of their podcasts that talk about COVID. What's this mean to you, Matt? Well, I mean, if I can be frank with you, it means they're a bunch of pussies. But um, that's what it means, honestly. They're they're weak. And I like Joe 
But the problem is anytime he gets a differing opinion, he literally automatically just pivots. You know, he'll, he'll listen to Dr. Malone. Somebody else comes on and says Malone's full of crap. He pivots, listens to them, and he pivots, and he just keeps pivoting. The Spotify thing, Joe Rogan, first off, needs to understand his worth, right, first and foremost. Um, he doesn't need Spotify. He doesn't need YouTube. Um, Dana White, I've got a newsflash for everyone. Dana White's not firing Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan's net worth, I don't know. I don't have it up. I bet it's close to 300 mil. That would be my guess, maybe more. His Spotify deal was $100 million alone. At some point, you've almost got to take an Alex Jones approach to this and give him a big middle finger and, and, and start building your own, your own network, your own brand, and realize that it, they're going to censor everyone who speaks against this machine uh, in, in American politics. And, and I think that's what Joe's, Joe's finding this out. First off, I mean, they've canceled so many damn people on Spotify. Or I mean, like, are they – I've known these people. You know, no, no one between the ages of 30 and 60 even knew that Neil Young was still alive. Yeah. Uh, no one under the age of 30 knows who the hell he is. Right. No one over 60 knows what the hell Spotify is. Right. So it's not like anyone gave a damn. And then there's Joni someone. I, I don't know who the hell she is. Uh, it's basically everyone who no one's listened to their music in two decades is, is, is jumping off the Spotify ship. And then the idiots at Apple, their CEO is like, we'll take everyone that Spotify loses. They're even putting little buttons at the top of Apple Music. This isn't all because of the Joe Rogan thing, right, JB? It's 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 nuts. Um, but I mean, I think it just means that people are cowardly. Britt brought this up a little bit earlier. People are just absolute cowards. And, and I want to reiterate on what Britt said about the trans thing here for a second. If you can't, and Josh is just like me. I've got two daughters. If you can't speak out about this, dude, you're a, you're an absolute weakling. My God, if you can't say that, that men don't belong in women's restrooms and men don't belong in women's sports, I don't give a damn about your feelings. I didn't build my following caring about – Josh has known me for years. I didn't build my following caring about people's feelings, period. Um, and, and I'm just tired of it. I mean, if we want to fix this country, a lot of these people had better get some testicular fortitude and get it fat. Josh, I think one of the the – maybe the – kind of reading between the lines on this uh, Joe Rogan story at this point is a lot of people like me thought, hell yeah, he's standing up to them and Spotify is actually standing up for him. And they said, you know what, Neil Young, if you don't want your music on here, if it's he, you or Rogan, we're sticking with Rogan. And everybody felt, okay, maybe this cancel culture thing has taken a turn. Maybe we've reached a pivot point here. And then to have this come out uh, today uh, is a little bit disappointing. I mean, if they didn't go full cancel culture. They didn't go full woke. But they, they, they somehow they had a change of heart over the weekend and softened their stance. Well, I, I think um, Joe Rogan... My, my advice to him or anybody who's dealing with the wacky left uh, in the media or these woke companies is you double down. When you have the truth and the facts on your side, I quadruple down. I won't give you an inch. I will not cave one inch to you. And what Rogan should have done is said, tell me what I said that's not true. What did I, what did I say that is not 100% factual? Show me the science that says that I'm wrong. No one can do that. Because he's not a doctor, he brings doctors onto his show to discuss topics. So if they want to, if they want to counter counter these doctors, I, I'd almost say I'll put in an affidavit. I'm going to swear to it, and I want you to rebut me under penalty of perjury. And they won't be able to, because the facts are facts, and the truth is truth. And and if you got the like I said, you got the truth in your side, you should never back down. 
you should stand on it and you should fight with it. And, and, and all too often, you know, we see people kind of back down. Like you said, Neil Young, nobody even knows who he is. I did. He have a song like one of his top songs is about freedom. Ironically, I think it, it was, it <laughs> yeah. was about freedom. Rocket man. Or but, something um, like that. No, rocket yeah, man. Yeah, is, the, no, the, no, no, no. That's Elton John. It's a uh, freedom. Something I, I forget. I, his music's not even that good. Keep on me, rocking so. in the free uh, world. I, yeah, yes, yeah, it is exactly, yeah. exactly what it is. I, you know, ironically, right? Yeah, uh, the lack of free speech that he's trying to shove down people's throats. But you know, these people, you know, Joe Rogan has done the right thing by bringing people on. He brought he brought Gupta on from CNN, made him look like a complete fool. You know, the problem is these leftists don't want to go on with Rogan. I don't know if it's the fact that he hasn't asked them to. They don't want any part of that fire from him because they know he's going to ask the hard questions. He knows he's going to ask for. For, for proof of what they're saying and they don't want they don't want to do it because they can't they don't have any supportive evidence and um you know i really feel he needs to push back hard and um i hope he does i hope he kind of sees it for what it is and um i hope he really pushes back hard and, and doesn't just accept this because people like him standing up not for the right necessarily the left just standing up for the truth is what needs to happen right now I hope everybody gets this joke, but uh, one of our guest panelists who uh, frequents the chat room, which thanks, JR, for being in there and, and chatting with folks, said uh, that in a twist, uh, Yoko Ono has actually threatened to put her music on Spotify unless they get rid of Joe Rogan. Uh, if anybody knows any of Yoko Ono's music, you understand how funny that is. You've seen yeah. that before. I mean, that was new to me, but it's very funny. Britt, uh, you know, we've talked about this, this idea a lot. We've talked about the fact that because because we have not been allowed to have an open, honest debate about masks, about vaccines, about medicines, about all of these things, even things that are non-COVID related. The fact we can't have these debates, these discussions is not allowing us to come to a consensus. We're not allowed to meet in the middle somewhere on these ideas. And therefore, everybody's just digging the trench in. So the idea that they're, they think they're helping their cause by eliminating the debate, actually completely eliminating it, is actually uh, the opposite effect is ha it's having. They're actually uh, making both sides further entrenched because we can't talk about it. Yeah, the divide is getting wider and wider and deeper and deeper, which is scary. However, I will say I, uh, I, I run, and we all know, well, Josh, you probably don't know, but I run in my girlfriend's very liberal. I run in a very liberal circle in Hollywood. Uh, I am the odd man out. I am the turd in the punch bowl, so to speak. Um, but even they are start. Even they are starting to go. This is weird. I'm seeing the cracks happen. That even people that are that are either not engaged or are you know lefties are starting to really go. Man, this is weird. I'm ready for this to be over. So maybe there's some help there. Um, I did listen to the Joe Rogan response on Instagram and whatnot. He did. Oh God, I almost got That's a lot. Um, <laughs> um, I say what not a lot, Josh. So now they have it on the sound deck. What not? Um, so yeah, see, there we go. Every time I say it, I get that. So I stop saying it. Um, it's like, it's Joe like, Rogan it's did, like shock therapy. It? It's like shock therapy. Yeah. He's trying to break me out of the verbal crutch. Um, Joe Rogan didn't, wasn't a full, it wasn't a full throat apology. I mean, he literally said, I bring people on. I brought the doctors on. And he named them. He goes, I even brought on the CNN doctor. He named them. And he's like, what do you, I, and I listen to Joe Rogan now. I never used to listen to Joe Rogan until Dr. McCall. I listened to that. And I listened to Dr. Malone. And, you know, a little tidbit I learned from Dr. Malone saved my ass when I had COVID. The whole Pepsid trick for the fire lungs. Man, did that stop mm -hmm. my fire lungs and get that under control real fast. So I was like, well, thank God for that. I learned that from Joe Rogan. Who knew? But um, my point is, 
Spotify is going to eventually dump Joe Rogan. It's going to happen. They're going to fold to the pressure. They just are. Um, and then Joe Rogan is going to get cashed out as the rest of his hundred million, and he's going to be he's going to be like who was the guy from Three Men and a Baby, the the partying guy, Mart, Marty Short, Martin Short, uh, Martin Short, yeah. the actor that was Martin uh, Short. He's name? an actor. Martin, not Martin, Martin Sheen. When Martin, when Martin Sheen blew up Three Men and a Baby, and he was like winning, and it was like, what do you mean he went? Well, he got one hundred forty-eight million dollars to walk away from the show, and then went and did another show and got paid more money. That's what's going to happen to Joe Rogan. He's going to land somewhere. Okay, Someone's right, going right, to give him right. money. It's two and a half men is the show you're talking about, not three men and a baby. Okay, it's a very and- different thing. <laughs> I'm like trying to put this right, together. Right. I'm like, what the like- hell is he talking about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah two and, and a half men. It's, uh, it's Charlie. It's, uh, that was it's uh, Charlie. Tom Selleck, right? Three men. Tom yes. Selleck, three yeah. men and a baby is Tom Selleck. Yes. I'm going to say that Tom Selleck would never do a movie with Charlie Sheen. Would I be correct on that? Yeah, I think you're probably right. But Charlie Sheen, but Charlie Sheen blew up the show, got the big cash out, went to the other show. This is the same thing that happened to Joe Rogan. But Spotify will fold. And the other thing I think I gotta say is because I do have Spotify. I mean, I use Spotify. You play it in the background. You know, Neil Young song comes on, or this any of the people that have you know bitched and moaned and pulled their music. You know, it comes on. You listen to it. It moves on. But they're gonna be gone. I'm not gonna give a shit. They're gonna fill it in with someone else as I'm just listening to the radio. And so they're they're. Although what I find funny is that Neil Young didn't doesn't own the rights to his catalog. So he screwed somebody else out of money, not himself. He's already been paid off. So what a communist, or actually an absolute capitalist bastard he is. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this rant. It's a little out of control. But I do want to ask Josh some questions about his race. Can we do that now, JV? Yeah, I think now's a good time to do that. Yeah, because we're at 90 minutes now. So, Josh, what I area? You, I told you, we're going to go at least 90 tonight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So what area do you cut? It's Arizona 1. That's not the whole state, is it? No, it's um, it's formerly Congressional District Six. That is now Congressional District One. It got redistricted uh, just recently. Um, it uh, it entails Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, Fountain Hills, Cave Creek, Anthem, and North Phoenix. So, um, okay, it's Rich um, area. a little closer Republican Democrat. It leans slightly Republican now. It used to be a lot further Republican. Uh, but um, it's 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 like uh, about a two and a half point difference now, and it used to be like eight to ten. So it is much, a much closer um, as far as Republican Democrat. But uh, the independents again are going to determine this race, like in most areas. And I can't imagine a sane independent thinking seven percent inflation and four dollar five dollar gallon you know a gallon gas is okay, and and just letting people run rampant into our country. So we have a very good opportunity. To, um, to to win back this House, even in a supermajority, I believe we can do. Um, and that hasn't been done since the Democrats did the first two years of Obama. So I believe we get a supermajority. I believe we can extend our lead in the Senate. And then we can, uh, what I call hell to pay um, for all this communistic, um, fascist uh, policies that have been that have been implemented. And uh, we got to correct it immediately. So how are you doing in the race? Do you, you poll... Do you do any of that stuff? Are you where are you at? Do you yeah, know? we do. Um, we 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 have. I've had two internal polls. I got a new one coming out the first week of February here. Um, I won't give it away, but I'm. Uh, we're sitting very, very, very in a very good position, and um, nice. and I think it's funny. I think my opponents know this as well. Um, one in particular um, was trying to actually get me to to run in a different district, um, and and literally trying to offer, hey, I'll raise money for you. So, um, and I told him, you know, he got mad, you know, he got worried. He put a lot of his own money into the race and he got a little worried, I think. 
And he's like, God, I'm still down in the polls to this guy. And uh, I put, you know, a million and a half dollars of my own money into it. He should have just oh given God. it to my campaign. Yeah, we should have given it to my campaign and we could have won. I would have maybe given him a job in D.C. if he wanted it, you know, if he had something <laughs> useful to bring. <laughs> awesome. So do you plan on living in D.C. or in your state? If you get, if you, I when plan you, on you being in D.C. as little as absolutely possible. I can't, I, I won't even go there now. I've had, I've had people invite me out there, even kind of, Hey, come on out. You know, we'll, we'll show you around. We'll meet people. And I'm like, Hey, I can zoom. I hate DC. I hate everything about it. It disgusts me, especially now. Now you include the FBI and all the corruption that's going on there and everything else. I don't want anything to do with it. I want to go there, do my job and then fly out as fast as I possibly can back to Arizona. Yeah, you got questions? Yeah, I want to just ask about immigration a little bit. I mean, in, in the first year of the Biden administration, we've seen something in the neighborhood of 2 million illegals flood across the border. Uh, they're all being shipped around the country, as we've seen in clandestine flights coming into Westchester County, New York, and other places around the country. These people, who know who knows who they are or why they're here? We don't know. We don't have answers to that information. Uh, Donald Trump, when he came in office in 26, or 2017, when, after he won in 2016, um, tried to... Uh, put together a coalition of Republicans to fix immigration law, secure the border, and he was actually looking at deportations. And I think now more than ever, ever, we have to start looking at deportations. What are your thoughts on all that? I, I agree. I was never I was never a deportation guy, really, per se, when we had control of the border, right? Um, but, you know, Obama was the deporter-in-chief. You know, that guy deported more people than anybody, um, but uh, in, in, in comparison to Trump. But we're at a point now where people are coming and taking advantage. They're taking advantage of us. They're taking advantage of our country, our, our, our schools, our transportation, um, you know, the medical care system, everything. And, and it's a time where we need to send them back where they're from and they can, they can decide to come the legal route like everybody else. Have you ever met a legal immigrant that is okay with what's happening right now? No, generally Every, not. Everyone I, I talk want. to, they're, they're the most pissed off people I know. And you know, my fiance, Matt's met her, uh, Bella, she's from uh, she's from Mexico, her family's from Mexico. And they absolutely despise the people that come here illegally. And they come here illegally, not only that, but they don't come in and even assimilate. They they expect to get free stuff. And in, in Arizona, for example, it's over a $2 billion um, that we pay out for illegal immigration in Arizona. Between the, the like I said, the schooling, the, the medical, the, the the transportation, over two billion dollars is spent on illegal immigration. California is like uh, twenty billion. It's some absurd number that they spend on illegal immigration, and um, it just we can't. It, you know, it's unsustainable. It's like I said, it's irrational to even think that we can continue doing this from a financial point of view. Um, you know, we, we we need we need America. We need sovereignty. And, um, you know, ironically, Biden is all worried about the Ukrainians, you know, with Russia, but not worried about our border. You know, it's, um, you know, open borders make a lot of money for these politicians. And, um, you know, we're letting cartels make billions and billions of dollars um, on top of it. And, um, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a mess all the way around, no matter how you look at it. But I agree with you. We do need to start rounding these people up and sending them back where they're from and telling them come the right way or, or not at all. But we can only do that when we have the border secured, finish the wall, add all the gadgets on it, hire more border patrol and do what Trump was doing. The Remain in Mexico policy was working and we need that. We need to really push back and follow the laws that we already have on deck right now. And, um, and that's what we need to do. You know, we already have plenty of laws, as you know, 
we just need to follow the laws we have. We, the visas, you know, the visas coming over. We can't allow these people to just overstay their visas whenever they want. Send them back. You know, if they, they can have an opportunity to come back if they want, but do it right. And that's all we ask is to do it the right way. And, um, and maybe maybe on our end, we can make it, that process more efficient, right? We can do things maybe to make it more efficient. But um, outside of that, you know what? We, we can't support the whole world. And, and, and it's, it's just, it's an, it's an, when I hear, you know, Pope, the Pope talk about this kind of stuff or, or these Democrats talk about it, it's, it's just like, um, it's like they've, they've never, they never thought about, um, I know uh, Mary, Mary Ann Mendoza here in Arizona, her son got shot and killed uh, by an illegal. You know, I've met so many of these parents that this has happened to over the last couple of years. And it's the most disheartening thing you'll ever hear, you know, to imagine that your child could get killed by somebody who shouldn't even be here. Not only that, that's a felon in here. Yep. That, 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 uh, that, has, a, that has a rap sheet back wherever they're from. And they're here in our country killing people, raping people, selling drugs, you know, selling fentanyl. To, to 100,000 people died of overdoses last year. That, all that stuff is coming from somewhere. And, um, and it's just, like I said, anybody, anybody who really, you know, they always, the, the liberals always, you know, you got the bleeding heart liberal, right? We should be helping these people. Well, we need to help ourselves. We need to worry about America first. And we need, if you really have a heart, you would see that we have women being raped, child, children being trafficked, people die from fentanyl by the hundreds of thousands. And, and, and that, that to me is showing heart, actually controlling our border and, and, um, and keeping them where they're from. Now we can also, you know, if, if the money we spend, look at how much money we waste. You know, if you want to help these countries, you want to help them clean up their countries and that kind of thing, that's a whole other conversation so that they don't want to leave where they're from, right? A lot of Mexicans came here because of the cartels. You know, they, 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 they couldn't live their lives like, like a, a free life, like, like we would, well, we, we normally have in America. But, you know, um, you know if, if we treated the cartels like ISIS, do you think Mexico would be a better country? More than likely, yes. But, uh, you know, we allow people, you hear the stories, heads being cut off, 10, 20, 30 bodies being thrown off the back of a truck onto a highway or a road, you know, from the cartels doing stuff. And we just allow that to happen. If ISIS does it. We want to go halfway around the world and wipe them out. You know, maybe we should focus on what's going on in our neighbor and um, and that would maybe eliminate some of the problems coming into our country. Now, with that being said, majority of the people coming here are really truly coming here because they, you know, they're not bad people, they're not criminals. But the problem is we don't know that. They're, we can't properly bet them and we can't risk American lives any longer. Matt, I want to ask you and your opinion on this. This kind of relates uh, in this two-part question, then I'll get uh, Josh's take as well. Uh, so Chuck Schumer is pushing for $1.5 billion to beef up a ATF to go after gun owners, um, you know, go after our Second Amendment rights. But that same Chuck Schumer, the measly weasel of a Senate leader from my state of New York, uh, won't cough up a dime for Border Patrol and Border Security. Uh, so that tells you where they're they're at. And the other thing I want to ask you about, too, is uh, if it all goes well, Republicans take control of the House of Representatives after the midterms, there's going to be investigations. What would you say are the top two or three uh, priorities for investigations in a Republican-controlled House? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I mean, it's no, it's it's always been that way. You know, the guys who have uh, bodyguards with guns don't want the American people to have them. You know, they've been very clear in that for many, many years in, in Washington, D.C., especially somewhere like Chuck Schumer, you know, coming from the state of New York. Uh, taking advice from anyone that's a politician right now in New York or California, as bad as those two states are doing. Uh, I mean, people are moving out of New York City in record numbers. Uh, I was in Manhattan about a year ago. I'd never seen so many for rent signs in one of America's most historic areas and, and great cities. So they've done a great job with crime and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, it doesn't surprise me at all. It's absolute garbage. And I wish him well because that to me is the tipping point in the United States is when you try to push that envelope, you know, with, with the gun owners in America. And I believe there's over 80 million, 85 million. I don't know the exact number. I don't think anyone really knows the exact number because smart people lost all of theirs like me in a boating accident. Yeah, so, right. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I don't think anyone knows those numbers. As far as the investigations go, I really hate the special counsel nonsensical BS that that the, the executive branch does, that the judicial you know, side is doing. I'm just, you know, I'm just tired of it. You know, I mean, I'm just I'm honestly sick of all these investigations that we're seeing. Um, I, I don't I don't know what, what you do. I mean, obviously, we want to look into in, in, in election fraud. I think that's number one. You know, if we have the Congress and the Senate. Hopefully that will get done the right way. The problem is you don't control the Mockingbird media, JV. You don't. And they're going to paint it as a Republican witch hunt, uh, a vendetta. They're just trying to get even for President Trump. And it's going to be ugly. It's going to be an ugly mess. I'm not saying it doesn't need to happen, but expect it. I'm sure Josh is already well aware. But it's going to be really, really ugly, and that's what they're going to do. You know, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, they'll all be putting out. That's all they will talk about is how much money are the Republicans wasting on this nonsensical witch hunt? And they'll have their little panel of experts talking about how there was no election fraud. We've looked at everything. And it'll be over and over for the, until the 2024 election. I think you got to be careful because I think that could hurt the election. I also said this on, on another show uh, the other day, you know, with this Supreme Court pick coming up with Breyer, you know. Um, it goes into the, your question here. The Republicans really need to let this go, all right? The GOP needs to let the thing go. If you don't, for the next eight months heading into the midterms, this is going to be a nightmare. The GOP is attacking women. They're attacking females. They're attacking a woman of color. All They are going to play this up so big that it could really hurt the midterm elections in some key races. This is not anything that's going to flip the Supreme Court. You know, it's literally it's it's literally 6-3, 5-4, depending on what side of the bed a certain Supreme Court justice, you know, uh, wakes up on and, and, and Roberts. So, but at the end of the day, this is literally a liberal for a liberal. It's not changing a damn thing. And I'm afraid that these idiots that we currently have in office are going to really muck this up for all the great people running. So I wanted to get that out there too. But I mean, election fraud's one investigation. As far as other investigations, we never got anywhere with Hillary Clinton. I don't think that we ever will with the, you know, with, with the email servers and, and the busted up laptops and cell phones. Um, you know, no, nobody went to jail. And I think that's the one thing you know, that people are pissed off about on our side of the aisle. It is only conservatives, guys, that are being arrested by the DOJ, period. I mean, Durham somewhere, I mean, I saw him on a milk carton. I don't know where he's been at lately <laughs> again. But at, at some point, you know, and I think, you know, it may be, con I mean, Congress has the authority to start doing this with committees. And I think Josh would be a guy that would be vocal about that. But you've got to start getting rid of some of these people in the agencies. And I'm talking firing their asses. Investigate those guys, Josh. 
investigate the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, you know, make sure you got lots of security. I got guys if you need them. But the point is, they don't like it when you challenge these alphabet agencies. I mean, they don't like it. And, um, you know, we still don't know what happened to JFK. I'll leave it at that. You'll back. But, you know, maybe that's it. Investigate the agencies, JV. There's my answer. All right. Uh, Josh, thoughts on investigations with a Republican majority in the House? I would, I would say um, the Afghanistan issue is something that needs to be investigated, and that could be part of an impeachment process. Um, I would also say for me, um, you know, something that, that uh, you know, affected the entire world, not just the United States, but Fauci, the NIH, the WHO, the origin of Wuhan, as we know, we know what happened, but we need to investigate that fully. Uh, gain-of-function research that was supposed to be booted out of the United States from the University of North Carolina, and it was just simply moved to Wuhan, and uh, Obama funded it as well. I think about $3.2 million he gave um, initially right off the bat to the Wuhan Research Center, and Fauci smack dab in the middle of all of it. And, um, and these people need whoever, including Fauci, other people are involved and complicit. They all need thrown in prison for what they've done to not only the United States, but the world. One more question, and I think we're going to call it. Uh, Josh, the Supreme Court pick, uh, people have thrown a lot of names around, but there's this kind of undercurrent of maybe Kamala Harris. Do you think that's possible? Do you think Joe Biden puts Kamala Harris on the Supreme Court to get rid of that liability? Well, considering she's probably one of the worst, probably the worst DA in California history, um, would be the, uh, ironically uh, putting a, a black woman right when she was the one that was throwing black men in prison for marijuana. Um, you know, the, there's a lot of irony in that too. But you know, in whatever position, whatever job, I don't care. Any, any, it could be a, a janitor or uh, one of my trainers here at the gym. If you're picking somebody based off their gender and their color, of their skin, and not who's the best qualified, you're a fool. Yeah. You're a complete moron. And that's exactly what Joe Biden is. He's a pandering fool. And I think, honestly, I think a lot of people see right through this. I mean, they, you know, even even the moderate Democrats are like, you're that, that's just straight up racist, what you're doing. That is racism at the fullest. And it's unbelievable to me that we're at a time where the Republicans, look what they did to Clarence Thomas. You know, look what they did to that guy. And Joe Biden was right in the middle of that. His racist, you know what, was right in the middle of that just chastising Clarence Thomas, who to me is the best member of the Supreme Court, maybe arguably we've ever had. Yep. And um, as a conservative. And, and and we had a black female already and the Democrats shot it down and dragged it out and they wouldn't let her be a part of the Supreme Court. So again, the hypocrisy of the left um, is beyond, it's beyond words, it's beyond explanation. But again, it, it really comes down to, if you're picking somebody because of the color of their skin, I don't care what it is, if you're picking somebody because of their male or female, that's that's uh, you know not only morally wrong, but it's just it's just it's just a sense of they're they're obviously pandering, and I, I just pray that the left and I, I'm pretty sure the black community sees right through this as well. At least the, at least my friends see right through this and think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's actually almost a slap to the face of the black community picking somebody just because they're black. And, At least that's what I've been told yeah. from my black friend. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, that's what Joe Biden did when it came to picking his vice president. It's what he's promised to do for the Supreme Court nominee. It's what he's done for cabinet members. Uh, you know, there's it's just what he does. And it's really sad because yeah. really what we need are the best people for those jobs, all of them. And uh, that best person for that job may be a black woman, may be a black man, may be a white woman, maybe white, maybe Hispanic. Who knows? But to uh, pre pre screen based on race and gender is just doing the the uh, institution a disservice. Well, listen, Josh, we're gonna have to bring you back. We got to have this impeachment discussion in some real detail. We got to make that happen. And on our Tuesdays and Thursday shows, Britt and I do go into some topics in more depth and more detail. So we'll bring you and Matt back, and we'll have uh, have some of this go around on this stuff. But other than that, Britt, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to call it. We we've we've, uh, we've kept these guys long enough. I just have one thing to talk about. So um, so everybody knows I talk about donating to candidates that are outside of your district. I live in liberal hellhole Southern California. My, I will never have a Republican candidate to vote for. So I look for candidates that I like, like the Marjorie Taylor Greens, the Loa Boberts, the Gates. And I send, I don't have a lot of money, but I send $5 each. If enough of us do that, it makes a difference. I'm going to be adding Josh to my $5 a month donation, reoccurring donation. Because he seems to be my kind of person. Because he will go to Congress. He will fight for his constituents. But as a side benefit, he's fighting for all of us. So it works. And we need these guys, these type of candidates in office to fight the rhinos back and the Democrats. It's almost a two-headed job they got to do. So please, Josh, where can we send money to help your campaign? Because we all know political campaigns run on cash. Yeah, well, hey, I appreciate those kind words. I really do. It means a lot because, um, you know, 90% of House seats are won by who raises and spends the most money. Now, there's this election is a little crazy. different. This election is a little different with with how crazy everything is, right? You know, um, I don't think I don't think that's going to be necessarily the case this time as much. But um, you go to barnettforaz.com. People can donate straight from there. Um, you can set up recurring. You can pay once. You can pay five dollars. You can pay the maximum. Um, anybody in the Phoenix area, I have my first in-person official um, uh, campaign um, fundraiser coming up this Saturday. So if you're interested, it's on my website. Um, you'll have access to that. Um, you know, we have um, some people coming that uh, I would say have celebrity status, um, maybe not in politics per se, but they'll be there. Uh, Matt, I'll text you and let you know. And um, But it should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have a good time with it. And, uh, you know, there's, um, a, you know, like you said, it's all about numbers, you know, if enough people spend five, 10 bucks, you know, and you got, I got 75,000 followers on Twitter, you know, that can raise a plenty of money for me to continue this campaign and to pay for everything we need to get my message out to the masses. And that's what it's all about, you know, is name recognition and getting your message out. And, uh, you know, and that, that's our main goal. We got, you know, we got till August 10th to do it here for the primary. Um, also, anybody in my district, please go online on my website and sign my petition because here in Arizona, you have to get X number of signatures to be on the ballot. So um, we need that as well. And every candidate's out there doing the same thing right now. And um, you know, either getting enhanced signatures or you can go online and do it through my website. So those are the two things we're doing. And anybody wants to volunteer, right through the website. We have a lot of fun stuff we're doing. Um, we have election integrity events. I got a huge event with a bunch of bodybuilder friends of mine, like former Mr. Mr. Olympias that I'm bringing out. And um, we're doing, nice. we're going to do something special with them about medical freedom. And, uh, you know, so I'm not going to make it a party type event, 
but it is a fundraiser for me. But uh, but it's for people that believe in medical freedom and believe in the choice to control what you put in your body. Um, if you believe in that, they come out and uh, donate and have some fun with us. Awesome. So, JV, we need people to smash like buttons. We need people to subscribe. But one thing I just learned is on the Rumble platform, smashing the Rumble button is uh, it helps push the show's viewership or, or visibility higher. So we might, if you if you smash it enough, we'll end up on the front page of Rumble, which gets us more eyeballs, which hopefully uh, gets more people to see Josh and vote for him because we need more people like him in office. I'm not going to lie. I don't understand how that Rumble thing works. I mean, I, 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 I get lost in Twitter, let alone some of these other things. So you, as long as you explained it, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, listen, we, we do wherever you're watching or following or listening, whatever, please subscribe and share it. That helps out a lot as well. Uh, Matt, thanks so much for being here. Uh, we always love having you on the program. I think Britt's on your program Wednesday, right? Is he doing that? He Wednesday. is. Yes. Wednesday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Got, uh, I help you. Jeff Dornick on tomorrow morning. Britt on Wednesday God, do you want me to? On do you want me to send you the uh, uh, the what not? clip so you can have it ready? Yeah, I would love to have that. That'd be <laughs> awesome. That would be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll make yeah, sure. I, and, uh, uh, and and thanks, you know, thanks for pushing Josh. He's not only a you know running for office, but he's a true true patriot, a great friend, somebody who uh, you know we've we've been in some some uh, some places that most people wouldn't stand and speak together um, from threats and everything else over the last few years and he's a true patriot and a fighter and uh he's got my full endorsement and i, I can't wait till he's one of our next congress people uh you know out and out and i know he won't be in dc much but man he's he's a real fighter so thanks for uh you know pushing that brit and that's a great idea to just you know and also if you're in arizona you know right you know josh you probably have it on your website but if i can help in any way and you need help registering voters out there in your district um something i'd be glad to come out and help with is the more we can register from now till August can also help. And uh, yeah, for sure. yeah, and Josh, thanks so much for being here. Uh, best of luck in your race. Thanks for fighting the good fight. And when you get elected, make sure that you uh, you stay in touch with us and agree to come back now and then as well. But in the meantime, we're going to definitely bring you back for this impeachment discussion. Thank you. Yeah, one thing about me is I'm I'm old school, you know, with certain things, and you know, I kind of believe in the people that were with you when you got there, or the people I'm taking with me. You know, so I don't I don't forget about the people that were with me interviewing me early on and doing stuff. And, and when all these, um, uh, quote, important people, you know, the <laughs> Tuckers of the world and stuff like that. You know, I don't I don't forget the people that, that helped that helped you along, you know, helped you along the way. You know what I mean? And I and I'm, that's just how I am. I'm from Indiana originally. That's maybe the Midwest in me, the small town Indiana. Yep. in me. But that's, that's just how I'm wired. And I, I really believe in loyalty and I and I and I believe in helping the people that have been with you. That's refreshing to hear. Brett, that's going to do it. Uh, anything else we need people to do? Like we said, it is piles we? of gold. Piles of gold. Always helpful. It's a little, it costs a little to ship because they're heavy, but it's worth it in the end. All right. Yeah, but that's all right. We'll be back tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern. Thanks to everybody for being here.